Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Welcome to the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the Talking Chop Podcast Network. My name is Sean Coleman. Hope wherever you are and wherever you are listening, you are having a terrific start to your Tuesday. It is Tuesday, September 21st, and it was another very good day for the Atlanta Braves. Of course, you can find the Daily Hammer, the Talking Chop Podcast, and the Road to Atlanta Podcast, both of which have new episodes out for you to listen to today. As part of the Talking Chop Podcast Network, we ask that you listen, subscribe, review, let us know what you think of each of the shows. We always want to hear from our listeners. Of course, you can find all the great content from Talking Chop and the Talking Chop Podcast Network at TalkingChop.com, as well as at Talking Chop across all forms of social media. My name is Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. When it comes to the Braves, here's the latest from Atlanta. So the Braves come off a Sunday victory in San Francisco, a wonderful performance from Max Freed. The Braves were able to end a four-game skid. They were also able to expand their lead in the NL East to two games. Another great Sunday for the Braves, who had now won on seven straight Sundays. It's not only good to win on the same day of the week over a two-month span, it also always allows for you to know that a win is upcoming, and on Sunday it was a great victory for the Braves as they were able to salvage another series into losing streak and expand their league. So coming into Monday against the Diamondbacks, things were hopefully going to get a little bit easier against one of the worst teams in the majors. The Diamondbacks already have 100 losses on the season, and with Waskar Yanoa on the mound, Though Yanoa, in the second half since he had returned from injury, has not been as good as he was at the beginning of the year, at the very least he had pitched good enough to consistently put the Braves in a position to win. And it felt like the Braves were going to give Yanoa enough runs to work with early on as he scored two early runs in the top of the third inning. But unfortunately, Yanoa ran into some trouble in the bottom of the third. It wasn't necessarily that Yanoa was throwing bad pitches. It just simply was that the Diamondbacks were putting good bats on the ball. Multiple extra base hits allowed for the the Diamondbacks to be able to come back and take a 3-2 lead. But that's when the Braves' bats finally woke up. Double after double after double. And a home run from Adam Duvall that looked like the longest home run that a Brave has hit in quite a while. And actually a 483 Foot home run was the highlight of a seventh run, fifth inning for the Braves. Duvall's home run, which went 483 feet, the second longest by a Brave 
in the StatCast era, basically since 2015, I believe, and also the fourth longest of this year. Though it only counted for two runs, it was certainly a sight to see, and the Braves went up 9-3 to by the end of the fifth inning and eventually won the game 11-4. to A needed victory for Atlanta, you know, especially with the fact that Charlie Morton and Max Freed had once again pitched on Saturday and Sunday. Waskar, you know, though he did struggle in that fourth inning, he did his job enough to put the Braves' bats in place to make a difference, and that's exactly what they did. This time around, it was not necessarily the home runs, though those did make a difference. It was the doubles. Seven doubles for the Braves in last night's game, including three from Austin Riley. A big development. If Austin Riley can get his back going to allow for him to back up Freddie Freeman, Ozzy Albies, Jorge Soler, or who's ever in front of him, that is certainly a major, major development. But another big key development for the Braves on Monday, the fact that the Phillies lost to the Orioles. John Means pitched to Jim for the Orioles. The Braves were able to follow that up with a victory. The Braves' lead is now back to three games after two straight wins for the Braves and indications that the Braves' offense is back at performing like it should. On the field last night, the Braves took care of business. They had an opportunity in front of them that if their offense could get back going the way that we all know it's capable of playing, it certainly was able to do that. And the Braves now find themselves up three games over the Phillies in the NL East with at least for the Braves 14 games left to go in the season. But the thing about it is off the field is that there was another interesting story that came via Hannah Kaiser of Yahoo Sports, and it specifically spotlighted how Freddie Freeman, a player who takes very few days off, puts a bit of extra pressure on his fellow teammates to play every single day. The story went in detail about how Freeman views the idea of playing every day, how the Braves certainly seem to be suffering from fatigue in terms of their starters, especially when it comes to shortstop Dansby Swanson, who has struggled over the past month or so when it comes to his production. Now, whatever you want to take away from the story, that's certainly understandable. Personally, I don't read too much into it. I do think one of the things that adds to how the story was perceived was the fact that the Braves certainly have not been played as well, and it's understandable if fatigue is played its part. But I also do think that one of the big keys for the Braves, in order to really be able to find that rest that their starters need in terms of their position players, is just to simply play the task in this series against the Diamondbacks, just like they did last night. They were able to win 11-4. They were able to get their power going, even though they didn't home hit home runs. An extra base hit after extra base hit got the job done. If the Braves can win three out of four or sweep the Diamondbacks, that puts them in a comfortable position going into San Diego with the division lead. And hopefully, beyond that as well, they'll also be able to put themselves in a position to where perhaps with maybe four or five days or maybe even a week left in the regular season, if they can clinch the NL East with several games left, then they could start to get rest for their position player starters. The thing I will say, though, is this. Though I wouldn't take too much either negativity or significance from that article that was written by Hannah Kaiser at Yahoo, I do feel that there is plenty of value in finding rest for position players. 
Chris Willis put a link in today's Daily Chop talking about the benefits of giving players rest. We've seen the Dodgers and this year the Giants benefit from doing exactly that. And you need to go no further than the Braves over the past few years in the playoffs in knowing how lowering the risk of injuries is something you always want to look into. In the 2019 playoffs, Freddie Freeman went into the playoff series against the Cardinals with a bad wrist. Last year, both Ronald Acuna Jr. and Adam Duvall. Adam Duvall was unavailable for the NLCS. Ronald Acuna Jr. was less than 100%. Now, those may not have had to deal with fatigue, but the Braves do understand that injuries to some of their most impactful talents really is an obstacle to overcome in the postseason. So if the Braves can reduce the chance of an injury occurring by finding some rest for their play, for their uh, most impactful players, that is certainly something to look into. And hopefully the Braves can continue to find success in Arizona to improve their chances of winning the division early in order to find some rest for their players. Another big key to yesterday's game was the fact that there was a change in the lineup. Jorge Soler led off. Freddie Freeman batted second, Ozzie Albies third, and then the rest of the lineup looked similar to how it had in the past. The results were certainly encouraging. Solaire leading off is due to how well he has shown plate discipline over the past several months, or the past few months in a Braves uniform, a 360 on base percentage entering last night's game. Obviously, the power he can display, but last night was certainly encouraging for this top of the order. Perhaps the Braves continue to use it as time goes on. The hope is, is that if they want to stick with that lineup tonight, let's see it work just like it did last night. It looks like it's going to be a bullpen game. Jesse Chavez will get the start for Atlanta. Botuki Tassat, Andrew Smiley will be available out of the bullpen. You also have to figure Tyler Matzik, Luke Jackson, and Will Smith will also make an appearance at some point in time since they weren't used on Monday, though it'll be a bit unorthodox when it comes to the Braves. Hopefully, the bullpen can get the job done and the Braves offense can support another victory against the Diamondbacks. Thanks so much for joining us here on the Daily Hammer. Don't forget to check out the Talking Chop podcast and the Road to Atlanta podcast, both of which have new episodes out over the past few days. All that at the talking at talkingchop.com as well as at Talking Chop across all forms of social media. My name's Sean Coleman. It's been a pleasure being with you. Hope you have a great Tuesday and we'll talk to you again soon here on the Daily Hammer. 